In this episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, I'm taking you behind the scenes of a one-to-one members deep dive coaching call that I did with one of our founding students in the Engage Video Marketing Academy. And I'm sure there's a lot to be gained for you in this coaching call as well. So stay tuned. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day, g'day, and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy. It's a bit of a crazy world out there right now. If you're listening to this episode as it goes live, globally, so many of us are being affected by the coronavirus or COVID-19. And as you're listening, I just want to reach out to you and let you know that we're really, we're all in this together. So if there's anything that you need or any way that I can support you with anything that you're trying to do with your video strategy or otherwise, I encourage you to reach out to me anytime, podcast at engagevideomarketing.com. And in fact, some of what we talk about in today's episode directly relates to how you can revisit or reconsider how you're approaching some of your content creation for your video strategy. So I think you're going to find this really interesting as well. So in today's episode, it's a slightly different one. I'm actually going to share with you the audio from a live one-to-one member deep dive coaching call that I did recently for our Engage Video Marketing Academy members. Now, as a member of the Engage Video Marketing Academy, you have the opportunity to apply for a one-to-one member deep dive coaching session with me. And these sessions are recorded and released as resources for other members of the Academy to learn alongside you. Now, the Engage Video Marketing Academy, the doors have only been opened for a little over a month. So this was actually our first coaching call. And I enjoyed this process so much that I, in this case, I wanted to actually bring coaching call to you guys, the listeners of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Now, importantly, the member who joined me for this coaching call gave me permission to share this audio publicly on the podcast here. But I want to let you know that if you want access to this sort of live coaching, then I want you to consider the Engage Video Marketing Academy and whether it's the right fit for you. More information at engagevideomarketingacademy.com. So the founding member who joined me for this coaching call that you're about to hear is Liz Mosscrop. Now, Liz is based in London in the United Kingdom, and she has a very unique business based around providing video marketing services to the private aviation industry. Now, right now, as we recorded this coaching call, the private aviation industry is taking a pretty major hit. In fact, tourism across the globe is taking a pretty major hit. So part of what we discussed in this call with Liz is how she can think about providing some thought leadership through her video strategy and position her and her business as supporting the industry and coming alongside and helping the industry grow and and change as they need to through this, through this crisis. 
So it's a slightly lengthier episode than normal, but I think you're going to find this really valuable. So without further ado, I'd love to share with you now my live coaching call with Liz Mosscrop from GearUp.tv. Right, Liz, welcome to this one-on-one deep dive call. I'm excited to learn more about you and dive into what you do. So as this is the first time we've done this, um, let's just see how it goes. Do you want to start by introducing yourself? Like, let me know, what do you do and, and what's your, what's Gear Up all about? Hey, thank you. Well, thanks very much, Ben. And I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Thank you. Um, I have a small video company which I formed for many years. I was a journalist in the private aviation sector, which I kind of fell into by accident. And what was happening a couple of years ago, I could see the writing on the wall for what I did. I was freelancing and all the print medium or medias were kind of bringing all their work in house. And what I could also see was the advent of video. So I didn't really quite know what I was doing to get started other than I need to be telling stories a different way. So I do not come from a video background. I come from a storytelling background. And I um, set up a video company in 2016 was the very first time we kind of went out and about. Um, someone kindly invested in the company And we started with a live stream product at a trade show. And I'm in an industry, private aviation is a very, very conservative industry. It's only really now that people who are my clients, it's very niche as well because of the nature of the beast. Um, A lot of us practitioners in it, the B2B people know each other, but you know, it, it takes a while to break into. And people were like, oh, you know, she's crazy. I'm not sure what we're going to do about video and live stream was I sold at this trade show, but then I didn't really know how to market it for my clients. And I'm still really fairly embryonic with that. I really want to market better for ourselves as a company and I want to be able to market for our clients. I think somewhere in some of your content, Ben, because I've also checked out a lot of what you do and I love what you're doing with your YouTube channel and also, you know, I connected with you in the social media marketing society and you were super helpful. So thanks for that, which okay. is why I've come on your, your group. Um, so yeah, I'd like to market us better and I'd like to be able to market for our clients better. So they're not investing in these one-off videos or videos at trade shows, which we've been doing for them. Then that's it. You know, they're just hanging around on Twitter or on LinkedIn and not really doing anything with them. Plus, even sort of fairly basic things like, um, you know, not having a, a reason or a purpose for the videos. Um, mm. You know, for, for our clients, we, we've just done a couple of really good ones, actually, because um, I think finally the penny's dropping with me, what we need to do. Um, and the big thing there at the moment, Ben, and why I'm really grateful for this call is a lot of our business has been on trade shows. And of course, you know, we are in an unprecedented, this has never happened, you know, like this whole coronavirus. And so what I'd like to do is to be able to offer that live streaming service for our clients and market that and to be able to do that pretty quickly, actually, so that we can help people 
tell their stories. I'd already started to sell a couple of spots. Um, I want to do a live, like a magazine show where um, I'll host it or we bring in other journalists and like panel discussions about specific industry topics. And I'd already sold a couple of advertising spots on that, which I was going to do in a few weeks. And now I'm thinking I'd like to bring it forward and to start doing that for people because we need to converse and, you know, that that's what I'd like to do now and tell people that we can do that for them. We can help them get their word out like that. Okay. Tell me, tell me about the live stream product that you were selling, like you, you have sold in the past, right? Since 2016. Yeah. So, so yeah. what did that look like? What, what were you streaming? At that time we were at the trade show and we were getting people, um, we'd recorded some stuff ahead of time. We got some of their, their video they'd already got. So we interviewed them on site at the trade show, but we were using a TriCaster. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so we had lower thirds, we had B-roll, we had picture in picture. So um, if anyone doesn't know what those things are, it looked like a news report that you would watch on TV. Yeah, so it had a high production news. value, yeah. It did, it did. We yeah. had professional crew doing that. Um, and who was the audience for that? Just to clarify, oh, who, who who was intended to see that live stream? It was the people um, in our industry, but we hadn't really marketed it very well. So we didn't really know what we were doing. Um, we were working with live stream themselves before they were bought with video. And um, it wasn't that, that I think was the killer thing for them. And, and like now today, I don't really know how to get a massive audience um, I don't really think, to be honest, that we need a massive audience. What we need is industry people who need to see, like, you know, how do we get the message out now we can't travel. They're, they're the audience. It's the marketers for the community that we uh, are marketing to and selling to now to help them by showing them this is a way that you can connect with your audience if you're emailing them or you know, on social for them. Okay. So your, your audience, so Uh your clients are private aviation companies. Yeah. Just correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, and their, their audience, so who they want to market to is their corporations, privates, individuals, their, um, passengers basically is that is that right people who would hire their some of of them do which is more of a b2c there's also a big industry within the industry so if somebody makes aircraft interiors then they will want leathers if someone wants to plan a flight they'll need crew to be on the flight they'll need food on the flight they'll need fuel on the flight if someone's building an aircraft there are multiple tiers of um, suppliers to that so they are our market that we are the people within the industry who market to each other so yes we do have some we have sold successfully video videos to people who sell the charter flights to the end user customers. Uh, there's a lot of business that happens within the, the industry itself though. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to get clear because there's really two different things that you're talking about. Like there's your 
business's role in helping your clients market themselves, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, in that role of, you know, video company. Um, but then there's also the challenge of how you market your company to your audience yes, as well. So, exactly. that, and although a lot of the same strategies can apply, they're different audiences. So, um, or you need to think differently perhaps about those audiences. Yeah. So let's just focus on, on your marketing. So marketing mm-hmm. for your business. Um, so when you when you talk about live streaming, like your idea of the magazine style show, live streamed magazine style show, why live? Can I just challenge you on that first? Like why live stream? Because um, we give uh, people in the industry an opportunity to ask people they might not have access to very readily a question as the conversation is happening. So um, if you've got the CEO of one of the big companies who make aircraft and you want to know when will a certain element be incorporated, like when can we fly on alternative fuel entirely, how do we get it? Um, Those kind of questions, it's really helpful. That's why people attend so many conferences and events, so they have access to those conversations with each other, which. a recorded panel show, I don't think would necessary. It could work. It could work. But I think the live stream would, um, it gives more of a, it gives the fourth wall. Mm, yeah. I mean, there's, there's pros and cons, right? The, the definite con is for a live stream to be successful. You need, you need a, a level of audience. Um, yeah you know, ready-made audience. So, you know, I, I don't know how, how do you feel about that? Like if you were to, you know, do a weekly live stream type show, would your audience be there? No. And I've said that to the, um, what I've said to the initial people who are interested, this is before CVID or really kicked off was that we are not going to have an audience to begin with, um, other than the few people who kind of, might be checking in on what I'm doing on uh, which our main, if you will, the biggest audience we would have would be my people who are connected with me on LinkedIn. And I'm not Mm. particularly um, engaged with them a lot. There's not a lot of discourse. Um, However, they do have, because they're big multinationals, they do have um, bigger platforms and they have email lists. And I have asked them as part of, if we have a fairly low entry fee for them to sponsor it, to cross promote. So initially I would not take two competing companies for the same broadcast so that uh, the two that I've sold to, GoGo and Bombardier, are two very big companies. So I would like them to market it and market cross market for each other to start to build an audience was part of my thinking for the strategy of building an audience on it. Yeah. I'm a, my immediate feeling is that you're probably at this stage better focused on uh, creating pre-recorded produced content and okay. building the audience through that. Um, and then when you've got a level of engaged audience, then start experimenting with, with live streaming. Um, and nice. 
I think that that's going to lead to a more successful launch into a live streamed style show because part of the problem is, you know, if you're creating something that's designed to have that interaction and that live, live component, and that's the way you're producing your show, then it tends to be, depending on how you do it, it tends to be less engaging for the replay viewer. So for the longer tail of that piece of content, like you think about if you have a look at any big YouTubers, for example, who, who live stream certain, like said, so they do some YouTube lives, yeah. they tend to be more valuable for the people who get on live. There is value for the replay um, for the long yeah, tail, but yeah. they're more valuable for, the, for that live engagement. So I think that at this stage, it sounds to me like you're probably better focused on creating content, um, you know, branded content with those, like if you've got these sponsors or, um, these companies on board, you can create content that they can push out through their various channels. And, you know, uh, I have a very immediate problem, Ben, in that everything that I'm doing is centered on people attending trade shows. So I have to do something now Mm. and I cannot get people into that studio other than by, uh, like a Vimeo or a, you know, we can pull them in um, remotely like we're doing now, but um, I don't have, you know, that would be lovely because we've got this beautiful private jet in Park Lane that we can invite people in and do a panel show and it will look gorgeous. The setting, we, all the settings are lovely. I mean, it it just is, It, it looks stunning. We've shot content in there before, but right now that's, you know, that, that is not okay. available to us. So they're not, they're not in, you're in London, right? I'm in London. Um, they're not. The people who have bought into this idea already, one's in Canada, one's in Chicago. Um, I was speaking with someone in Switzerland. My clients literally are all over the world and where we've been um, serving them has been at trade shows all over the world. That That's the way the industry has traditionally worked and at the moment it's completely collapsed and so right now people are looking for a solution to how to connect and converse with each other which is why I'm looking at the live stream again and saying well maybe not for that magazine style show that that could be you know we could say right we'll park that right now but just as of today in this moment with CVID and everyone's panicking and losing money, where can we come in with a relatively innovative and lean solution that can benefit people and also gives us a a service, a video service to sell? Yeah. So take one of those companies, what was it, Bombardier? Is that what you said? One of those companies. Let's just take one of those as an example. What, what were they signing on to? What would they, what would they want to achieve from any content? What they really liked about the idea I had pitched to them was that um, we do a lot of trade shows. Everybody's kind of got fed up with trade shows to a degree, you know. And I think from an environmental point of view, it's not a bad thing that this whole industry is going to go anyway. Um, it's a very expensive proposition to bring a jet 
and or several jets and a team and hotels and Geneva always Geneva is the next big one that everybody wants to go to in Europe and at the moment I just they cancelled the motor show two weeks ago I don't see by May which is when it's due to happen given that um I don't know how it is in Australia at the moment but you know Italy's on lockdown our prime minister here the U.S. has just said no flights from Europe over to the states it's it's you know mental there's like foods not available some in the supermarkets it's crazy it is pretty quite is it is it similar for you guys it is there's been like panic buying of toilet paper and you guys it's it's crazy it's crazy yeah and i think there are some travel bans in place as well and um, yeah yeah, the whole whole world's a bit crazy right now and i think this conversation is really timely because i think um you know a lot of our clients as well are um talking about how they can change some of the way they're doing business so that it's less reliant on meeting people face to face and Mm -hmm. um, having that sort of uh, contact, I guess. So I think, um, you know, what would be interesting to explore for, for your clients there is, is how you can um, create content for them um, or assist them to create content that doesn't require them to come to you or or you to them. Mm -hmm. So have you had thoughts around that? Uh, or we've is that where you stuck? No, that, I mean, actually that for us is, is great in a way. We've literally, the last two videos we did for clients, we did with stock and stills and script and it was great. And in fact, they're very nice pieces of work, I think. So the client, there's been no um, human person other than stock people doing stuff, you know, and it's it's been a really nice way of, creating content actually you know the editor I work with is in Vegas um so it's just been great you know it's a real kind of an international thing and no there wasn't any actual live I think we did a little bit of yeah we shot a tiny bit of content for the last one but mainly it was there's so much out there with good stock um one of the things I I thought I could do, and this is what I thought I'd like to do next week is jump on a conversation like we're having now with different marketers in the industry and say, what are you doing to manage this very difficult time? And it, it, so I just put that out there. I thought, you know, sod it, I'll just go live um, next week with this kind of conversation not Mm. to sell this but just to see but but at the same time I need to have some kind of product like you say that I mean that that could be I had initially thought of saying well I had another videographer approach me yesterday because I was talking about doing this magazine show and he said look why don't we just you know hire a room a studio and just like run a virtual conference I suspect the trade shows will be doing that anyway. So I I think that um, some of this and Zoom conferences, what, you know, I don't know that people will expect really polished content right now to communicate with each other. I, I mean, um, I think, but what they will want to do is to get messages out to their customers that, yeah. what their kind of strategy is right now, you know, because 
everybody's a bit up in the air. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that's like what you're getting to there. I think is is where I'm seeing, uh, I guess, the most success right now. Because I think you know when we when we talk about different types of content and aligning different production styles to different types of content, mm. it's that content in like middle of the funnel content, what, we, what I call social engagement content, which is designed to, you know, educate or inform or inspire people. It's the content that's designed natively for pushing through social platforms mm-hmm. and the tolerance for what we would consider lower production value for that type of content when it's done strategically is much higher. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that when people are in this consideration phase of the buyer's journey, they want they want answers, they want information, they want to be um, educated, and they want it to happen in a human way. So it doesn't need to be highly produced or overproduced. It's kind of different when you're at the top of the funnel at that awareness stage. Like there needs to be a level of production value there, typically. So I, I think that both for your marketing of your own business, but also assisting other your clients as well. If you can pull together some great examples of these social native videos that are edited in square aspect ratios that are designed for sound off audiences that are targeting different um, key messages that you want to communicate. And right now those messages might be around, you know, putting out information relevant to, you know, topic topical issues like, coronavirus and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think the longer term of that is, you know, what are the questions? What are the, what's the information that people want about this, this brand or this business and how, how can you create content that's bite sized snackable content that you can push out on a regular basis um, for, for you or, or for your clients? I think there's, there's a real market for that. How does that feel to you? Um, we've been, yeah, I've, I've just not quite known how to monetize that because we've had this flipping platform of it's a six, it's a newsletter that goes out to 60,000 people every week. Um, what I have noticed is on our YouTube channel, you know, when we first started doing this, that, um, because I've just put editorial stuff out that uh, industry news, I've been really all over the place. Um, the views have gone right down. Um, and we also, because I, I'm not a videographer, um, any editing I do is in iMovie, but what with the advent of things like Lumen 5 and these really, uh, the AI video platforms, we have created, um, we've done a fair bit on that, on the, you know, the coronavirus and travel that we've put out. Um, for the industry, which is kind of bite-sized snackable content. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think where I've re- really fallen down is there's been no kind of what next. It's like, so I think quite a lot of people are aware we do video, but it's like, well, um, the requests I'm getting for people now for products that we do are pretty much help us out at trade shows, film us, and give us some stuff for social media. And I think you and I talked about this. I've, I've always felt a bit kind of like I'm cheating them a bit because 
yeah, they've got a bunch of stuff going out at trade shows, but it's not really doing anything. And then the last one we went to, I did try interviewing one of their sales guys to get a sales video for them. And it was a disaster because he was not, you know, even though I'd spoken to him beforehand, um, you know, again, it's this long, that they don't understand that, there are some videos that it's useful to have as going long form because, you know, the salespeople can really explain what they do with the sales. Um, so bite-sized snackable content, um, where I'm a bit lost with it, Ben, is like about what? About coronavirus? About this is the kind of content, or just saying this is the kind of content that you can do to tell people about your stuff? I mean, just do so, that. So uh, there's a there's a philosophy by a guy called Marcus Sheridan. You might have heard of Marcus. Um, wrote a book called They Ask, You Answer. That's okay. the, the kind of mindset you want to have here is, right. is right. really understanding your audience and thinking, you know, what are the questions they're asking of you that you have answers to? And mm. obviously where those answers can align to products or services that you can sell them, then that makes sense. Right. Um, so let me ask you like for your target audience, uh, for your business, like what are the questions that they're asking about video, about marketing, about getting their message out there today? What, what are they typically asking or what are they struggling with? The biggest struggle they have is um, getting started with it. Um, there's a lot of hesitance about going on camera. Uh, even the most assured people, as soon as they get in front of a video camera, they start getting quite um, anxious and freezing up. So mm -hmm. I've tried to, you know, reassure them beforehand and create some content around, you know, going on camera. Um, there is also, um, there seems to be this entrenched belief that we've got to have one minute and that's it. Just got to be, you know, there's these arbitrary amounts of time, you know, I'll say to them, look, it takes as long as it takes. Yes. Short is good. It's like writing, you know, succinct is good, but sometimes if it's an important idea or if it's a good thing, you know, you, you could go longer. One of our best videos, it's not terribly long. It's only seven minutes, but one of our highest watched videos is seven minutes long because of the content in it. Um, so what else do they ask? Um, they also seem to want, they're kind of stuck on doing like a hero glossy video. And I'm amazed by, and, and the videographers we work with, you know, if they give us a rough edit, sometimes if I haven't really given much direction, there's never any kind of now what at the end. Mm -hmm. It's like, here's yeah. a logo, not even a website URL. Um, so, and a lot of them seem to be working with um, marketing agencies that also seem a little bit, not that dynamic and know what they're doing when it comes to video, but the, the companies are, you know, well, that's our marketing agency. That's our PR agency. And that's how we do it. And I'm surprised. I mean, constantly surprised, um, about how many of the videos people are still doing are still showing off about what they do and not actually relating to the customer. 
So I suppose this is the kind of content I, I need to be putting out really. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. Like, yeah. I think what you're, what you're recognizing there and it's probably, you know, I mean, it's across all industries that, that I see is that people are approaching video typically from a, a traditional mindset of broadcast, which is create a beautiful piece of content, stick it out in as many places as you can and hope that enough people see it and then assume that they'll take action to buy from you once they've seen that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you know, that typically worked, um, in an advertising sense. Um, but yeah, it's also, yeah. you know, the budgets were different and the demand for video content from the consumers was different. So I think, um, when we start to look at video as a full funnel journey, right, which is mm -hmm. what we, what we're sharing within the Academy yeah. there as well is understanding that different types of content work in different ways and are used in different ways to move people to different actions. Right. I think that what you need to be doing right now is identifying like where, like what's the goal for the content that you're aiming to create. And I think recognizing that, the difficulties that you're seeing around producing that top of funnel content or that bigger awareness content, which requires typically higher production value. It will require videography to travel to a particular brand or business. Um, and I think that that's potentially not as valuable for you right now. I think that focusing on that social engagement content which mm. is about answering questions, you know, back to that idea of they ask, you answer. Um, what, what I recommend you do is, and you may have done this or maybe in your head or something is, is think about your, like get clear on your customer avatars, like really mm. clear on them. I, 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 I yeah, I, I do. I, I, you know, I've, I've got different names for them, but I know awesome. who, yeah. There so are then three. have, go on. Yeah, then have those customer avatars in mind. And I use a concept map kind of an idea, which is you start with your core content in the middle, right? So you like think of a, the idea of concept mapping. You've got what's the main thing. So it might be video marketing for the aviation industry. That's kind of your main mm -hmm. topic. So, of course, yeah. you, can, you can create there's plenty of ideas you can talk about that, right? Um, in creating content that's helpful to your target market. But then I talk about adding fringe topics on. So kind of draw one step out from video marketing for aviation and then you start to open up more potential content ideas. So you could talk about, um, you know, potentially talk about the aviation industry in general. So big shifts in the aviation industry. You could talk about the, um, you know, marketing in general, like that sort of thing. So not directly related to aviation. You could probably talk about the tourism and travel um, industry, you know, or things related to tourism and travel. You could probably, um, you know, talk about if your target markets, you know, if, um, if your avatar is B2B, so, you know, a business owner, you could talk about, um, you know, business related things or business growth things. So all of these things, cause they're one step away from your kind of main topic would still be relevant to your, to your target avatar, to your customer avatar. Right. And that then starts to open up so many possibilities for valuable, useful content that you can create um, that answers questions that they have, which then, you know, they, as you start releasing that content on a regular basis, people, 
who are your ideal clients will start to know, like, and trust you. And, and then when you're ready to sell they're they're already kind of in your ecosystem, you know, does that make sense to you? Does that resonate? Yeah, very much. I mean, what I've actually got sales from some content around trade shows. I did a little series, um, of how to shoot video on your smartphone and post it on when okay, you're at great. a trade show. And I won a client from that. And then one of our clients has sold a lot of charter from videos we've worked with them on, which is all about what different aircraft look like. And one of those even sold an aircraft. So that was all about, you know, explaining. It wasn't, it, it's more like just that, that of value. This is how to, how to do it. And, um, you know, what I want to do next week is talk to different marketers to see how they're coping. And I'd like to speak to someone outside the industry to say, well, obviously our industry, because it's involves so much travel is really quite decimated, but you know, everyone is. So how I know like the Geneva Motor Show, the uh, people were launching their products, but they were doing it on live stream a lot of the car manufacturers, they weren't going to let all that hard work that they'd done go to waste. So how did they pivot? So if maybe I could speak to someone from like a related, in, from an industry that maybe another trade show even, you know, who's who's not going, what, what are you doing? How, how are you? I don't know if I'd get any head honchos from another industry, but I could try, you know, really look at people who are trying in innovative ways of reaching their customers, not necessarily in ours. Cause I, I really think that's right at the moment, what, um, people want right now. Um, so even if, you know, if I do it as a live stream on, on one of the platforms now, but then repurpose it later and let people know, um, because, yeah, I suppose it's crisis communications at the moment, isn't it really? Yeah, potentially right now. Um, I think you're probably right in, in adjusting your content strategy right now. I, oh, I think, yeah. 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 Um, and I, when you talk about the idea of, I think, you know, your journalism background kind of leans towards you wanting to interview people and wanting to basically yeah. uh, create content through through those conversations that you have, which is probably why you lean towards the live stream, um, element as well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think that's, I think that's great. And I think there's value to that as part of your strategy. Um, but I guess what I'm interested to see if you can start to implement is, is a more strategic implementation of, uh, you know, that kind of snackable, that, that bite-sized content, that social engagement content that educates people around things that they need to know. Um, and right now it might be, you know, more crisis based things, but thinking longer term around, you know, how can you create a, a structure of content that, um, you can have new videos coming out across your social channels, um, that, you know, people get a lot of value from. So, because I know you said you've done some of that before um, using some, you said Lumen 5 yeah, as a tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sporadic, quite, yeah. And mm-hmm. probably more reactive rather than strategic. Would I be right in mm-hmm. saying that? Um, I suppose the trade show stuff, no. I've used it again a few times, which is just I do 
before any major trade show five days of tips of and that uh, that was the deliberate Okay, um, that's good. You know, here's what you need to do coming up to the trade show. But uh, it's kind of stale and, and also um, that's not really the people I want to reach because the CEOs and head marketing honchos aren't going to be getting their phone. If they do, they'll only pass it on to someone further down the food chain to post that. They, they're just not going to do that. I need to mm. have more content that's more geared towards them on a strategic level than here's how to shoot stuff with your smartphone and uh, even awesome. that you yeah. know yeah so so it's See, that kind of i need to get you know stuff that's going to appeal to them content that's going to appeal to them that's that's a good realization because you know you're recognizing and i'm, I'm assuming those ceos or or um, managers of those companies that you want to reach, that's your customer avatar, right? Totally. Not, totally. not the, yeah, the yeah. junior person yeah. who would be doing the filming with the iPhone at the trade show. Yeah. Would that be right? That's is totally that one, right. Is that another one of your avatars? What the young people know, know that no. the customer avatars are either um, people who own their own business and it's about 10 years old, that business, and they're either ready, they've grown it to a point where it'll be sold to a larger one. Or it'll be um, someone who's at the head of the food chain in a large multinational who's, um, you know, her ambition will be. Because it's generally, because the owners are men in their 40s, but 45. My customer avatar is a 45-year-old man who owns his own business and grown it. And, you know, I've had a couple of those clients. I've amalgamated them. Um, and then the... the uh, female avatar is you know vp of marketing she's not quite at the top of the food chain but she's senior enough to make those decisions and she um you know her ambition would be to move to a larger division within the corporation and go you know up to kind of board level would ultimately be it but that's not where she's at now and these are the women particularly, I sit with a lot because I'm involved with some women's groups. And so I'm actually sitting and working on projects with them. So really, I need, I guess, to have more conversations and dig deeper into what makes them tick, you know, in mm. terms of creating content. That yeah, will appeal. fantastic. See, I think that what you're realizing there is that you know, creating like tips for filming on your smartphone at a trade show is really not reaching the right target market. So <laughs> unpacking and finding out what it, what does that VP of marketing or what does that, that owner of the company want to know or what, are, what are the, what's keeping them up at night? And there's a lot right now around, you know, how, how are they going to market their business if they can't go to trade shows? How are they going to get their message out to their customers if, um, you know, if the traditional ways that they do that in the industry are not, are not happening anymore. So, you know, I think there's an opportunity for you to, to put some thought leadership out into your industry as a, a you know, aviation mm. video marketing specialist, um, or mm. however you kind of present yourself out there, um, and creating content around that, um, would be, mm -hmm. would be hitting the right people, I think. That I think so, because I'm wanting to have conversations with people to say that, um, look, if the trade show doesn't go ahead, 
because someone's asked me to do one of these trade show packages that we do. And, um, you know, what I always encourage them to do, if they're only going to just use this at a trade show, is at least interview some of their um, ideal customers. And if they can't, you know, if they can't get a testimonial, at least firms that they deal with, give people some love, give that, you know, so there's some video content around that. And they, um, but just maybe to offer them as an alternate, say, well, we can do this for you if the trade show goes ahead. But as an alternate, um, we could create this kind of panel discussion. But then, as you're saying, we don't have to have that as a live piece. We could pull in like a Zoom call like we're doing with an interesting panel talking about, you know, well, let's get the person who does the, possibly if, if this is something they want, but, you know, if they're selling this ultimate charter experience, charter jet experience to, um, they want people to hire their airplane, we could pull in like their person who's done the design. We could pull in someone who knows about, I don't know, great destinations, you know, and have this kind of conversation and say, look, obviously this is something we're doing right now to just let you know. But yeah, in the absence of really beautiful B-roll and luscious flying shots, there are conversations that we could perhaps have around that. We can really harness this. And if I'm doing, having these kind of conversations over the next while, if I can do as many of them as possible, you know, we could do them live, but then just post them, couldn't we, afterwards? So long as they're thought-provoking and, and interesting conversations yeah. that would be of value. Yeah, you could do them live. and um, But I think if you, from from your perspective, so for gear ups marketing, I guess, if you were to, to look at doing a series of interviews um, with people within your industry who are ideally your target market um, mm -hmm. and maybe approach that where you aim to do five, six, whatever, um, and basically have the same structure to the interview. So ask the same questions. You're probably familiar from in a journalism perspective, the idea of Vox Pops, you know, where you go out on the street and you ask the same question to a whole bunch of people in, in the public and then you'll edit those together into these like different responses. And I think what would be really interesting to explore with you is, is if you did that and you asked the same like 10 questions to 10 CEOs of aviation companies or whatever, um, you would have then recorded a whole bunch of valuable content that you can cut up in different ways. It'll be mm -hmm. authentic. It'll be real. It'll be, you know, if I was another CEO of an aviation company, who's your target market, um, then, and I saw that there was a compilation of, you know, six answers to the one question that's on my mind from yeah, my competition. Yeah. I would yeah, like that yeah. up. I would, I would think that was, you know, such valuable content to me. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you took those interviews and thought, how can I be strategic about the way I conduct these interviews so that I can cut up a whole bunch of different social media content um, that you can 
and I say social media, but it could be useful to push through your email campaigns as well. If you've got an email mm-hmm. database of these, um, these company owners or, or people within these organizations, does that make sense to you? Am I explaining that correctly? That you are, it's really good because I've already got a couple of people enrolled and signed up to do the interviews where I just kind of, I jump in feet first without the strategies, which can, you know, it's, good because it gets me started but then uh, I think I said to you I have ADHD so I some of this kind of um this help is really helpful for me being in a group and um um I think that'd be really good because I have got someone who's like I would reckon he's the best marketer in our industry and he's agreed to jump on a call with me uh, like I've, I've said live stream but you know I guess even if we have them as, you know, like have a couple of them as live stream, I can still chop. If I ask the same questions, I've still got the content and then. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you absolutely. Can just push it out at different, you know, what does this guy say? What does this woman say? And if it's the same, same thing of what we need to be doing now. I think that would be really, really good. What do we do? Cause one of the topics I had put and posed as part of this magazine show, everybody was complaining about the expense of this trade show because it's crazy. The hotels all, and I was, I'd actually asked, why do we need trade shows? Um, so that could even be a good topic and we could even ask the trade show organizers, you know, why do, why do we need you at the moment? What, what do we need to do to make things different? Hmm. Or even asking the question of if there were no trade shows, what would that do for your business? Yeah. You know, how else would you, and that it could be super interesting to ask that to a few different people. And you think about, you know, with some clever editing, you can take the, the key answer from four different people and create a two minute video that basically is like a compilation of four different people's answers to that one question of what happens if there's no trade shows. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would be a really interesting piece of content, you know, for your industry, I think, particularly right now. Um, and it's, that's just yeah. one question. So be really strategic about the questions you ask so that you, you're aiming to get those little grabs, you know, those little snippets yeah. that can then be cut into these pieces, which, you know, repurpose them into, square aspect ratio, put the burnt in captions in there. Um, you know, do all that kind of video editing appropriately for socially native content, um, which we can dive into that further if you like, but do you you understand what I mean by that? Yeah, I do. Normally I just do everything in the landscape, but do you think I should be doing, cause I know the one I will go to now rather, it's really, really clunky, but it does give you the option. You can just set up the template in square aspect is Lumen. Uh, but Magisto, there's a few of them. Have you got one that you think is particularly good with the AI? Um, that I don't suppose, because you're an actual video editor, aren't you? So you, you wouldn't yeah, do that. I mean, that. the AI-based things, they're hit and miss and they tend to all look the same in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I do, I do recommend wave.video as a, okay. a, a simple tool for using for this sort of thing. Um, 
or even look iMovie to be honest like if what we're talking about here is cutting up um just basically splicing things together right yeah um so you could use any number of editing apps to do that to add then the um visual components there are a number of different ways to do that in fact one way that you can consider doing this is um using iMovie to basically edit your 16.9, your widescreen content, because mm-hmm. you're going to shoot it mm-hmm. in widescreen typically. Um, and But then put a frame around it. Um, and you can use even uh, Canva to do this now. So right. you can basically use Canva online kind of graphic design program to add your create a square i I did what you said in that youtube video on canva and i put the little bounce yeah that's right yeah so there i have got a youtube yeah 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 so and you can basically use different tools like that um but wave.video is a a good tool to use as well typically what you'd want to do with wave because it's not really a video editor it's more of a video creation tool i would like you can create the cut down little sections in iMovie, export mm. them and then bring them into wave to add, um, you know, some overlays and some animation stuff oh, and nice. you know, okay. that kind of stuff that makes it work in social, um, for sound off audiences and tools like quick, um, which I also mentioned in that YouTube. I couldn't get quick about. to work. Um, I tried quick and I just couldn't, I don't know if I was doing something wrong and then I, I got, you know, I think whatever the project was I was using quick on, um, I had to move on to something else. Um, I'll revisit that, but I did try quick cause I think captioning is, is really important. Captioning is critical for social. Yeah. So there are a number of ways to do it as well. Quick makes mm-hmm. it easy. And, um, I've never had any issues with quick. It's very um, straightforward. So it's I'm not sure what you're doing wrong there. We can jump on a call maybe and walk you through that one time. But, oh, you know, you. I think that, I would, I would love to see you take action on, on this. So use your journalism leanings to create mm-hmm. content through interviewing, use yeah. the contacts you've got to get interviews with the right people, but be strategic about your structure of questions so that you yeah. can get those bite-sized little grabs that can be cut together in a number of different ways to create highly engaging for your industry, um, social media content. I think that would be, yeah a really good strategy how does that sound to you that sounds really good because then even if the trade shows go ahead and do virtual trade shows and all the rest of it if we're creating content that's so cool around the notion of what if there was no travel what if there was no trade shows uh, what do we do as a travel-based industry you know what what are we going to do because you know these people make in fact our industry in that regard is doing quite well because wealthy people, you know, are turning to their private aviation. But I think the the notion of no trade shows is, is a really good one. And I think, and this is just a zoom. You've just split the screen on zoom, isn't it? I mean, I, I think even filming stuff like this is fine for this kind of content, isn't it? For Absolutely. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's a, it's really, um, it's just having authentic conversations with, with people in the industry, I think, which will be interesting to other people in the industry. So obviously you need to um, coach the person on the other end of the zoom call 
to hopefully set things up nicely, you know, have the lights, you know, it's not dark and more backlit, maybe make sure they've got a nice microphone if they've got access to one or at the very least, you know, headset with a microphone on the headset, which just improves mm. audio quality. Well, it's been I can't hear what my audio is like. Actually, I didn't play, I didn't put my, um, well, I mean, yours headset. sounds fine. You're just using it now from your laptop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds fine, but you're in a quiet environment, you know, and yeah. things like that. So, you know, you just try and do what you can to get the best result from the recording. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, I think what you're talking about there of, of focusing right now on some of those issues that are affecting your industry right now is super valuable to do right now. But I think yeah. this bigger strategy of having conversations with your industry and using that to create your own video content um, Mm -hmm. to release Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Like I think that could be really useful for gear up to become the industry voice, you know, because if you're, if you're the company that are having these conversations with the industry and bringing that in bite-sized snackable content for the industry to engage with, then they're going to come to you when they're like, okay, well, how do we do video for ourselves? You know, um, yeah. I think, and your content plan there is not focused on, you know, tips on how to use video marketing for your, mm-hmm. it's simply just you are aggregating useful content for your industry and doing it using video best practice. Like, so by creating, social native video content with burnt in captions and, you know, using them all in the right way, then you're demonstrating to your potential clients what you can help them do. And I think that's going to be a win-win. Uh, thanks, Ben. I think because I've been a bit stuck, I've just been either reporting on the industry, uh, but actually this, how do we communicate? I think if I have that as my focus, how do we communicate? Forget the fact that we're using video, which we are using video. You know, it's not saying, but then at some point say, well, the different kinds of videos that you need at different points and start talking marketing funnels and actually have my own properly structured marketing funnel instead of it, it's at the moment it's an amorphous mess. So actually yep. thinking that this is middle of the funnel content now. And then um, at this point, it's not, I mean, I was saying we haven't even got a landing page for people to do anything with. And my email list is all abandoned. So, I, you know, I need to get those reactivated. But at this point, I'm not trying to drive them to do anything, am I? At the end of it, do I say, go to the website, there's more information on there, more blogs, which there isn't, but I'd have to create, or, or do I just leave it? What do I get them to do, if anything, for this kind I think, of? Yeah, I think this is, and this is a good question to ask, right? But I think right now this is purely authority building. This is audience and authority building. Um, you will have, as you start to release this sort of content on a regular basis, people you know, whether it be LinkedIn connection requests or people reaching out to you through direct message or through email, um, you will have people asking advice or, or coming to you and wanting to know more. And right now you can probably just, you can just have those conversations just one-to-one. You don't need to kind of put them into a, a funnel as so to speak. Um, but I would say that what you're focused on here right now is just building authority and demonstrating best practice um, in a strategic way. And start there, like, yes, there's stage two, three, four 
down the track where you can, you know, start to go deeper on this and improve the rest of your funnel. But it sounds like what we're talking about here right now, if you can just be more strategic about your social engagement content and Mm. have a workflow and a structure in place that aligns with, you know, you as a journalist. Mm -hmm. So I love the idea of interviews. Um, Mm -hmm. I I love the way that you become an industry connector, that you become a voice Mm -hmm. for the industry Um, and having a post-production workflow where you can take these interviews and you can have, and turn them into social native content. I think that would be a good place to start and stage two, three, and four can come later. Yeah. Yeah. And in the meantime, just pick up the phone and say, <laughs> we'll do some, yeah. 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 I know, but yeah. Your soft good. call to action, like the direct answer to your question for those social videos that we're talking about editing here just require a soft call to action at the end. So yes, have your gear up branding in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have the website or an email address or wh- whatever way you want people to contact you. Um, but not a pitch, you know, you don't no. want to have any kind of strong call to action of, you know, give us a call and we can help with your video marketing or something like yeah, that. You, yeah. you simply just need some branding there and people aren't dumb. If they feel that they can, you can help them, then they'll reach out. Yeah. yeah. We ask them to comment then, you know, just say, you know, what, what do you think? Oh yeah, hundred percent. So you need, you need, your call Mm. to action needs to be based on engagement. So social engagement content is about engagement. You want people to comment, like, and share, you know, if anything, Mm -hmm. that's what you want people to do. Um, so because you want them to come back and watch the next video next time and the next video next time. And, um, that's the goal here. Yeah. Cool. We'll go save the world in coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, look, I think that right now with the fear around your industry, um, creating content that's helpful, that's not sales pitchy, that um, helps people kind of understand this scary world that they're currently in um, would lift your brand up, not, you know, not, and you wouldn't be kind of trying to capitalise on, on something. So. No. Yeah, I think it's the right move now and it's also a good way to start experimenting with this approach of creating content. Mm. Thank I you. Love it. That, I think that's brilliant. great. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Cool. Anything so, else I can help you with on this call or are you, you you're good? I, you've got, I, you've got a plan is, now. I've got a plan. We, we, we need to make some sales. That is without a doubt, you know, but um, we'll just have to see really. You know, it's, um, yeah, I think, you know, although this content, like what we're talking about here, isn't directly, directly going, it's not conversion content, it's not direct sales based content, but I think, you know, sales come from conversations and, you know, conversations happen when you start putting content out in this way. Like your goal really is to lift your brand within the industry so that you can start having those conversations and those conversations will happen offline or on the phone or, you know, in an email thread or, or whatever. So, you know, I think you obviously still need to know or have some thoughts around what you're going to sell to people. Um, well, I think, yeah. And I think, you know, we, as we said at the top of the call, we do know how to put videos together. That is where the, the journalism and storytelling thing can really help. Um, just using, uh, you know, what's it, stock and 
just getting the messaging out, you know, that's, yeah. we can do that. And, but right now I think this is nice stuff and thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so pleased that, um, that I'm doing this. I think this is going to be a really good move. So, you know, I'm working with you. I'm really glad that you're doing this right now. It's very helpful. Thank you. Thank you for being the first one as well. So there you go. I hope you found that valuable. And once again, if you would like to learn more about how you can get a live coaching opportunity just like that that we did with Liz, then I'd love to invite you to check out my Engage Video Marketing Academy where you can jump in and apply for a member deep dive call straight away. And you can join from just $39 a month currently as a founding 50 member. So I'd love for you to check out more at engagevideomarketingacademy.com and I'll see you on the inside. And that's it for today's episode. Stay safe out there, everyone. Look after each other and know that we're all here to support each other as well. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'll be back with you next week for another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Bye for now.